Hello everyone and welcome on Women Abroad, the podcast that invites young professional women to share their experience abroad and reveal the wonderful women behind these stories. My name is Françoise Fallis. I'm an intercultural trainer and coach. I've lived and worked as an expatriate for more than 11 years in Egypt, Morocco and Nigeria twice and I currently live in Luxembourg. I meet young women who are studying or starting their careers abroad and hear from them about their discoveries, culture shock and the personal and professional challenges they face. What surprises, amuses, even fascinates them? How does their experience open up new perspectives and reveal new things about themselves? If you are curious about living and working internationally, this podcast will inspire you to consider new horizons. Women Abroad, be inspired by women who find their true selves living abroad. We are already heading to 2021 and six months ago, I launched my podcast Women Abroad and released my first episode. How time is flying by. Today, our sixth episode will give you the opportunity to get to know Haiking Huang. Haiking is a young Chinese PhD engineer living in Luxembourg. She was born and brought up in the south of China, where she completed her bachelor degree. Eager to live and discover Europe, she made the decision to pursue her master's and PhD studies first in London, then in North France and finally in Luxembourg. Hiking is now following a two-year MBA program at the Luxembourg School of Business to acquire the necessary management skills to integrate industry. Hiking tells us about her professional path with conviction. She shares how her determination to study abroad paid off and how her experiences abroad helped her develop as a more mature and independent woman. Hello, Haikin. Very pleased to meet you today. And thank you for accepting my invitation to share your experience of living and studying abroad. Would you like to introduce yourself so our audience gets to know you a little better? And tell us the story of your studies abroad. Hi, Francoise. Very nice to uh, meet you. And uh, I would love to share my experience in this episode. Uh, I have been uh, abroad for eight years. Uh, I have been in UK and then in France. And then later I moved to Luxembourg for now is for five years. You wrote to me that you wanted to experience the Western culture. Yes. Could you, could you tell me a little more? What motivated to go and study in, in Europe? Why did you choose Europe? Uh, why, why I choose Europe is uh, when I finished my bachelor uh, study, I would like to uh, continue my uh, master study in a very interesting topic is finding element method is, is a typical uh, uh, specific topic in mechanic engineering. And I like the, the life uh, in Europe. And at that time, 
uh, are very curious about being abroad, and I like uh, Europe. So that's then I choose the my master Eras program. There's a cooperation between two universities, and then I spent one year in UK, and then another year in France. And what was your perception of the Western culture before moving to Europe? And what were your first impressions when you arrived? You arrived in London first, if I understood well. Yes, yes. Uh, before I moved, I would expect uh, maybe that's very different from our Chinese culture, and the life there will be very different. And when I arrived in London, uh, I remember that was September, and it was very cold. Because I came from south of China and it is very warm at that time. And also being abroad and you see people like moving around you, but you know nobody, is, uh, I feel is, uh, is a bit uh, like, uh, first of all, I'm very curious about my life uh, later, but also how should I arrive my university and uh, but that uh, was well uh, solved I asked uh, the the people there they are very helpful and friendly how did you get prepared before moving first to London I usually I googled uh, what should I prepare being abroad and uh, so usually for the for the staff uh, daily uh, the stuff that I, I need daily and also uh, try to search how should I transfer uh, from London to my university and also get to know some alumni that maybe they can help or uh, some and also there are some students uh, share their experience and uh, they, they also offer like a list that you should bring when you uh, come to UK. So that's all, all this experience is very helpful. What do you mean, a list? Yeah, a list, uh, like things listed to do and things mm. that you need to bring. Yeah, it's the, a list. Okay, and so you felt welcome when you arrived at university? Yes, yes, I felt very uh, welcome in the university. And uh, uh, that day, uh, if I remember clearly, that day was a Sunday. And usually during weekends, there sh uh, should be nobody, fortunately, in the, in the dormitory because I reserved the university. And there, there are still staffs working, <laughs> that there are still someone working. So I can get entry in a Sunday night. How long did you spend in London? Uh, I did my study in Swansea, so it's three hours from London, uh, is in Welsh. Uh, I spent one year in Swansea, uh, it's the first year of my master's study. Okay, and then you moved to France? Yes, yes. And, and why did you move to France? Uh, because it's the Erasmus program, so you usually can choose two 
different university and uh, you can choose between uh, like UK, France, Germany, uh, Belgium and France. So first year I have to stay in UK and then second year I can move to France. And this Erasmus program uh, later I found in Europe is very popular. A lot of European students, they very, they like it very much. Maybe the same as me, that we all love to travel when we were young. <laughs> and once you've made the first step to, to move abroad, then the second step is easier, isn't it? Yes, yes. I think the first year in UK, it was like... Uh, uh, I would not say that it's difficult. It's, it's different. Like you have to uh, meet like different people from different culture. I remember that uh, we have a small group uh, uh, in that big class, and we we came from all all the countries. Like one of my classmates is from uh, Brazil, another is from Mexico, and uh, also one from uh, Spain. And, and of course, there are other students from the UK. And they, in the big class, we also have other Chinese students. So it's a, a big class. It's a big mix of different countries. Very interesting. And how did you perceive France? How did you experience this country? Because it's quite a different country from UK, though it's, we are still in Europe. Yes, yes. I found in, in France it's very, very different from uh, with UK. In UK, it's like uh, it's people are more like uh, mm, keep distance with each other and polite. And in France, they are very enthusiastic, mm -hmm. and you feel very welcome. And they also from the university, they organize a lot of the, uh, activities let you feel and also mix the well with other students. So in France, I feel like uh, my energy level was like lift up directly <laughs> <laughs> by, the, by the culture there. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and then? Also, mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And also in France, I start to, to learn dance uh, is uh, salsa. So... Very enjoyful, yeah. Yes, to fun. express your emotions. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Where was it in France? Uh, I spent one year in Nantes, France. It's uh, in, the, in the west of France. And it's also uh, maybe it's, uh, one of the big cities in France. Yes. And you spent one year over there. And then you went for the first time to Luxembourg. Yes, yes. I spent one year in, in France and then later I continue my study to do PhD and is in Luxembourg. So I, then I, I moved to, to Luxembourg and that's the third time that I moved. And now I, when I arrive to Luxembourg, it's uh, very cozy and uh, I found it's a very little country but very cozy. And people, you can find people speak all the languages <laughs> on the way. So, yeah, it's, it's, it feels good. So you mean 
that in Luxembourg it's very multicultural, but not only in university, but out of in town too. I mean, in the cities. Yes. Whereas in France yes. they speak French out of the university campus. Is it what you mean? Yes. Yes. What was the country where you found it hardest to adjust, where you really had a culture shock? Uh, I found uh, there's culture shock maybe is uh, in the beginning when I first uh, been abroad in UK. What major cultural differences do you notice between European countries you lived in and China, your native country? Uh, I think the biggest uh, difference uh, difference is is the is how you uh, connect with other people. I think in Europe is people people are more polite and people keep distance is with each other. And when when you uh, meet um, when you when you don't know each other very very long or even you already know long is like you should not like get too deep to uh, their life I mean like a personal life unless they they voluntarily share with you and in in China in our culture is like people Uh, will maybe ask you these very personal questions uh, when you just meet. For example, do you, uh, do you have a boyfriend? Something like that. So you mean that we separate private and, and professional life and we don't mix both in Europe? Is it what you mean? Yes, I think in the beginning is, it feels like that. Okay. But after you like be uh after you know more with your friends then is is the same. Okay, you make more time to make friends and to to talk about your private life. You don't directly connect to your yes. private life. Okay, immediately. Yes, that's true. Or maybe is a kind of personality. I don't know, it's either cultural difference or is personality. Different. Maybe a bit both. <laughs> We don't know. Um, <laughs> what have you discovered about Luxembourg in terms of cultural values or behavior, things which you find important in Luxembourg? I think uh, in Luxembourg, like you can be more yourself. It's like people, they are all from different country, different culture. And here, the people here, they are more open to other people's like behavior, their culture, all the things. So in Luxembourg, uh, I, for me, myself, I can be like concent concentrate all uh, for myself. It's like, or I, I am more confident. Yeah, before it's like I maybe I have to adapt some of my behaviors to the uh, local culture and different ways. But in Luxembourg, it's like you can be mm, more more confident. 
Describe a little, uh, how is your life as, um, as a PhD and an MBA student in, in Luxembourg for you? So you're combining your PhD studies and together an MBA in the Luxembourg Business School, is it? Yes. So I did my, uh, I finished my PhD last year. And from this year, March, I started the MBA at the Luxembourg School of Business. Uh, when I finished my PhD uh, in engineering, uh, I was uh, plan that I would like to work in the industry. And uh, because all the years before, I was in the universities doing masters, doing PhDs, and this would be more like uh, university life. And to be more professional for like for for industry and for the for the work, I think I would uh, like to improve myself for those softer skills. So that's why I choose this MBA. And in the MBA, in the class, we have uh, uh, many uh, students from all different uh, professional, uh, from different uh, country, different uh, special uh, specialization. Very interesting. So how many are you in the MBA class? Uh, I am in the generation of six, so altogether we have 15 people. So you all get to know each other quite, quite, quite yes. easily. Yes, a lot of interactions. Yes. Yeah, we we started uh, during the COVID time, mm. so uh, we met uh, the first class there, and then after one or two. Uh, weeks that we have to study the deconfinement and but later when the situation becomes better we uh, have the face-to-face -face class again and also uh, we have we, we organize some uh, some union together so everything online I assume yeah yeah in the beginning everything online yeah Did it make it harder to socialize and to start connecting with your yeah. peer students? Yeah, I think uh, everything online, wow, is really difficult. Uh, it's like uh, I am a kind of person that I need to like directly connect with people. And uh, also during the class, uh, uh, online class is also good, but face-to-face -face class would be better. Tell me, how are women perceived in your professional sphere? I mean, as an engineer? Uh, in engineer, actually, you barely see women, um, but they are women in engineering, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever I'm, someone asked me, what's your major? And I tell them I'm in engineering. They, all the response is like, wow. <laughs> But uh, for me, I think it's cool. I like engineering. <laughs> I remember when we discussed a little before, you, you said that there was a bias on, on women. It's international 
and that uh, women yeah. should not pursue a higher education like PhD, not in the field of engineering. Could you develop a little about this? Uh, yes, I think this bias is uh, is an international bias. I uh, noticed that, uh, like from our Chinese culture, that usually, I, I mean, usually they say that women should uh, should not get too high diploma. They should uh, graduate uh, like with a bachelor degree is okay, and then you get married, mm-hmm. and uh, also your. Women should choose the the major, for example, financing, uh, finance, accounting, not with uh, engineering. This is mainly for men. And what's your and opinion? Think, uh, for me, I totally disagree with them. I think women, um, women or men, we are equal. We can choose whatever we like. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so actually, when the response like "Wow, you are engineering," um, I uh, later I feel more and more proud because uh, this is like this is something that women with a major in engineering they in January they do not think that is a good way, but I made it. I did what I like so I feel good and how is it perceived in well by your parents by your your family and your friends in China the decision you made were you did you feel supported by by your parents when you made this decision yes yes uh, when I made this decision uh, to to study uh, in engineering, My parents uh, supported me absolutely. I chose uh, my major uh, when I was a bachelor student. So after the uh, the college entry examination from high school, we can choose the university and the major. I made it my I I made the decision myself. And my parents totally agreed. And also, my my friends. Uh, I think uh, usually when you make this kind of syndrome, friends will all support me. So great, so great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you talk about Luxembourg to your friends and family in in China, what how do you describe Luxembourg? Uh, when I talk about Luxembourg, usually. They don't know where it is, mm-hmm. and they thought maybe is a, is a city from uh, Germany. <laughs> But uh, I will explain them that Luxembourg is a country, and is very it has very good location. It's close to Germany, France, Belgium, and it's very convenient if you want to travel uh, to other. Uh, com- countries uh, in Europe, and also the life in Luxembourg is very cozy. Uh, you can I think you can be more confident. You can uh, do uh, what you like. Of course, in other countries you can also do that. But I think Luxembourg is more open. Yeah, and also because of that, um, more and more friends know more about Luxembourg. 
What did you learn about yourself when living abroad? It was a big change for you. You made a, a big yeah. decision in your life. Yes. I think the, the, the most important thing is, for me is like I, I became more and more natural. It's like both, both for daily life and also for, for the big decisions of your life, I mean career. Uh, I think I improved a lot with this experience being abroad. It's like uh, before, it's like you can always, uh, when you make decisions, maybe you can always ask in your parents, relatives, friends, so if I choose this or that, how would it like to be? And uh, after being abroad, uh, I would make this decision like more independently and also be more responsible for myself. So I would say, yeah, so I would say that now I am totally independent. So great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How do you see your life in the future? I mean, you'll complete your MBA, I assume, this in... 22, Well, what would you like to, to do? Any plans? Yeah, I think for my, for my uh, career, uh, I plan to continue uh, to work in industry. That's, that's why I uh, continue to, to get some, uh, that's why I do this MPA uh, program. Okay, and still continue to travel or come back to China, you still don't know? Yeah, for that I still don't know. That's uh, probably in Luxembourg. Yeah, as, as long, I think the longer you stay there, the more you will like Luxembourg. You mean after a time of adjustment, you really feel feel good in, in Luxembourg? Yes, 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 yes. Have you made a lot of friends here in Luxembourg? Yes, yes. Uh, I have been here for five years and uh, already, yeah, for this five years, yes, yes. of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a question I ask to all the, the young women I interview is, what advice would you like to give to other young women who consider to study or work abroad for them to adjust smoothly in a country? So what I would suggest uh, for young women study or work abroad First, to be prepared for, for change and get, get to know the culture in that country and be confident. And after you arrive, uh, make friends with, uh, with people from different uh, countries and don't, don't stay like uh, in, your, in your cozy zone. What do you mean in your cozy zone in Uh, in the cozy zone is like, uh, for example, when, uh, when I move abroad in UK, uh, I notice some of the students that they uh, spend a lot, lot of time only with Chinese students. And uh, for me, I would suggest that uh, we should also make friends uh, with, with Chinese students and also uh, the other students from different countries. Did you speak English before arriving in London? 
Yes, yes. We studied uh, English when we learned English uh, when we were very young, but speaking uh, is uh, is really poor, I would say, because there that you don't have much opportunity to communicate in English, True. and also with Chinese people, it's very very weird that you speak English with them. Mm, I understand. I understand. Yeah. You needed to practice and to be in the country. And talking about speaking another language, I think in the beginning you should not feel uh, feel feel ashamed that you you might not uh, speak very well. So it doesn't matter as long as you can communicate. Uh, do it. Don't worry about mistakes. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah, just go for it. And if you were able to get support before leaving and once there, what kind of support would you have needed and what would that have changed for you? I think uh, if if uh, I could get the support that uh, uh, if what before I arrive, if there's someone that uh, uh, if there's someone can welcome me and uh, guide me to the to the different groups of the life there, I think it'd be easier. So that's that's later. I think uh, from the mo- I think also from Luxembourg here uh, in the U- student we have students uh, uh, club or student union. They organize one-to-one pickup, so they can pick you uh, from the airport, get you in the university, and then later get you to some of the the friends uh, they they have. It's really valuable, actually. Yeah. It made you feel more comfortable. Yes. Thank you very much for sharing your experience of living abroad with us and Would you like to add anything before we we close this interview? Uh, Thank you very much, Francoise, for (laughs) intervention. I I think uh, the last uh, advice I would uh, give to women uh, being abroad is be brave. Go, just uh, go. Thank you very much for a very interesting interview. And I wish you a good life. Thank you, thank you. I'm sure your experience can really be inspiring for other women. Thank you, Francoise. And I also wish this would be helpful for others. Thank you, Haikin. Bye-bye. Bye, Francoise. Bye-bye. Thank you for following us in this episode. Because an international experience can awaken incentives and reveal new aspects in women's identities, Women Abroad is the podcast that appeals to young women everywhere. Did you like this episode? Like it and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share it with your friends. You can also rate us and review us. If you'd like to share your experience abroad as a student, an early career woman or a more experienced professional, contact me on my page, Women Abroad on Instagram or Facebook. You can also listen to our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our website www.francoise-falis.com. I wish you a great day and a bright life. Talk to you soon.